if you leave unnecessary gaps in communication, people will plug them with their own imagination. Walter, welcome to Connected Communication, a podcast exploring the intriguing interplay between language, culture and the brain, sharing speaking secrets along the way. I'm your host, Christine. I'm going to share an interview with you this week that I did with a wonderful guy called David Roberts a few months ago. I want to share it with you because one, I just loved his wisdom. I think he's got a beautiful energy, beautiful mindset, and I thoroughly not only enjoyed, but benefited from my conversation with him. I learned a lot. As the year comes to a close, if you're someone who is a professional working in English, working in large organizations with multiple different cultures and individuals, there will be takeaways from his insights here. I'm not going to introduce anything more than that, (laughs) other than to say that I kind of surprised him with my introduction and made him go a bit red faced. So again, David, thanks so much for going along with it. I really appreciate it. We spoke for about an hour. Rather than go into any big long introductions, I'm just going to bring you right into our conversation. You lost your temper in front of a board one day, if I remember correctly from the last conversation that we had, David Roberts. Welcome to the Connected Communication Podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you. (laughs) Can I ask you to give a little bit of background to what happened and (laughs) maybe any outcome that might have happened after our podcast episode? Well, (laughs) Okay, so I'd forgotten I told you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I I can become quite passionate and animated, and uh, so uh, so every everyone everyone knew that uh, that that is what had happened to me, and <laughs> uh, and 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 thankfully we we encourage a culture where we uh, where we op- we are open to feedback. Nice. So, so whenever that happens, or whenever uh, somebody uh, on the board uh, uh, becomes, I suppose, more focused on the, the emotion that's going on inside them than than the, the challenge we're trying to confront, or or whatever. Um, uh, sometimes we just we let it flow, and and sometimes we 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 call on it, and uh, that wasn't called on in that situation, but there, there was a conversation afterwards. I think I'm remembering the conversation now. I think I did predict that 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 somebody would have a conversation with me about it. You did, uh, and and they did, and they asked me how how I how I am, and I was able to report uh, that uh, I was I was well. Thank you very much. And uh, and then and then they asked that they asked me specifically about that situation and what it was that uh, that had uh, caused a reaction. And uh, it was a situation where um, I think really my my belief was we need to be making more more progress. There was some uh, repetition going on, which uh, to me, if people are repeating a message. Uh, that can either be because they feel like they're not being heard, uh, or it can be positioning, a uh, bit of gaming, all that kind of stuff, and that's not what that's not not necessarily very helpful. Uh, and uh, so, uh, so yeah, so rather than call it in the meeting, what I did was kind of shut it down and, and kind of and lost it a bit. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so I learned I learned a valuable lesson, which is to uh, to really listen to. What I talk to talk about a lot, which is if you're able to manage your emotional state, then you are going to get better outcomes. And so the outcome was fine in that situation. Uh, but because we've been building uh, as a team uh, a level of understanding of each other, so we 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 know and understand that uh, that that different people in different teams respond in different ways because of their natural energy preferences and flows and that kind of thing uh, so uh, it means we get to give each other a bit of a bit of a, or cut each other a bit of slack sometimes when uh, when, when emotion gets involved because we want passion right everyone wants passion right. uh, but um but then uh, then we get the opportunity to to talk about it afterwards and think about how it could work more effectively so wow that's what happened thank you for sharing and for being so open to me landing that on you, I know I completely did land it on you, but there's so much wealth in what you've just offered. So it's it's a board, 
if I understand correctly, that you're on. Yeah. And when we think about the board then and, and the food chain, we're up at the top of the food chain there from a business perspective, mm-hmm. more or less. A lot of people that I'm speaking to at the moment, connecting with, are wondering how communication behaviours are managed at board level, how they can impact the male and the female in the boardroom. And I'm guessing, I can't be certain, of course, but I'm guessing that not a lot of them, or maybe not the majority, let's say, have such an open loop feedback culture where someone can recognise the feelings of one, step out, and rather than admonish or fight, say three of the most important words that can exist. How are you? Mm, mm. What helped you guys and girls, or ladies and gents, men and women, whatever we want to label, develop and shape a culture like that? So it's uh yes it is it is a, a diverse board from a gender point of view uh so uh so we're well represented from that point of view so uh, those en- those energies are present um the uh i suppose the, the 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 approach that we've taken has been to create a culture where we seek to uh treat others as they want to be treated and we we use uh, a couple of different models to help us to do that. There's a um, a sense of if you've got a better understanding and appreciation of other people, what they need, what their preferences are, what makes them tick, then it helps you to uh, build better teams and have better conversations, and um, then create better outcomes. So, making that part of the culture of the business has been. I mean, I, I joined the business. Uh, in 2015, one of the first things that I observed was that leadership was required because the business was going to go through a change. So leadership was needed at all levels in in, in the organisation and, and uh, people to emerge and be able to give that opportunity to lead. And in order to do that, uh, we needed to understand ourselves first and our own preferences before then understanding the preferences of, of others. So we uh, we picked a model which is uh, based around Jung's uh, four uh, energies, which is based around going all the way back to Hippocrates and probably Hermetic philosophy and all that kind of stuff. So it's been been around a while, mm-hmm. um, and I'm conscious that there is, and in a lot of that research, actually a a male gender bias to a lot of that because when it was put together, uh, you know, the the subjects of the research were male. Um, and uh, and it was kind of you know designed for, for from that point in time you know but um uh, a lot of the uh, lessons that flow through from a model are how you then apply it so uh, so being able to uh, understand where there is uh, a, a preference uh, and and where that plays out in a less conscious situation uh, or, or in a uh, more conscious situation and how uh, the different people in the team uh, will need to dial up different kinds of energy at different points in time because they're either in a kind of a favorable situation or unfavorable situation whatever it might be helps us to um to navigate our way through some of that and we refer to the energies by their colors so we talk about if we if we need to be uh, action oriented make quick decisions uh, we talk about red energy so we talk about dialing up the red if we got we need to have a we've only got a certain amount of time and we need to make a quick decision um but if we need to really base it on facts, we make sure we dial up enough blue uh, to have the analytical, uh, uh, you know, the, the information, the data we need to, um, uh, to 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 be able to make a decision based on fact. Um, and then the other two energies are are more uh, more feely uh, than thinky, and they're they're the, they're the green uh, energy, which is uh, has a preference for, for introversion, and then the sunshine yellow tigger bouncy energy, uh, which. Uh, is a, is an extroverted feeler. So, and the thing thing about all that is we've it's helped us to understand that we've all got some of those broad energies inside all of us. We've just got we've just got preferences, mm-hmm. uh, and so when you're looking at solving a problem or 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 building a team, 
um, then having everybody in the business, and this is over 100 people, with a level of understanding about what each other's preferences are, means that we can have those kind of conversations. And everyone knows what we're talking about. Uh, we need a bit more blue in the situation. Um, what, what about dialing up the green? What was the impact on people going to be, you know, impact on values, that kind of thing? This needs to be more fun, you know? We need to dial up the yellow. It just helps us through using language to kind of um, depersonalize, destigmatize um, uh, the, the, the flow of energy and, uh, you know, bring in the energy that we need for a specific situation because it will be helpful uh, rather than it being um, a problem to have a person in a room or it being, uh, uh, you know, something uh, less helpful. So common language, uh, a good understanding of, 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 of selves, and, and a good understanding and appreciation of others. So when you go and approach somebody else, you can approach them uh, with, with the right kind of energy to get a good outcome from that. So if you're approaching somebody who, who really wants details, really wants facts and values that, if you approach them with a great idea that's head in the clouds, but it's got no numbers attached to it, it's got no substance about it, then they're, they're just going to look at you you know, aghast that you've disturbed their <laughs> quiet time when they were focusing on getting some good quality detail work with this ridiculous notion that has not been thought through. But if you can dial up your own blue energy and approach that person and meet them where they're at, then potentially you're going to have a more effective conversation. So, um, but it doesn't happen overnight. It happens with, uh, well, years of, uh, of, of intentional effort to, uh, to develop and, and then, and then maintain it. Fantastic. I love this. There are so many questions. Which do I pull first? Hmm. I heard a few words there that suggested there's a bit of Myers-Briggs in it, a bit of DISC in terms of the assessments. Is it a blend or combination of these or it's, it's a totally different? Yeah, it's a combination. I mean, the, the core the core profiles that we use are Insights Discovery. Uh -huh. uh, there's um, there's a great book which is called Surrounded by Idiots, which is uh -huh. written by the guy who uh, I know it doesn't sound great, <laughs> but it is, but it is. But that that's that's the percept. If you don't understand other people and what their preferences are, yeah, sometimes you can you can exactly you can judge. And mm -hmm. um, and what it does is it, again it, it it talks through those different scenarios. It's it's a really really great book, and so so so. But it's based on that. It's based on that. But then like like with all good things is like i said it's how you apply them and how you practice them and so there's been other bits of uh, uh other other ways of working if you like that that we've evolved and there's been uh you know other uh, models that we've uh, taken good bits from and, and discarded some stuff that's not been particularly helpful yeah, so really adapting it to what works for you, for your people, for your business. Yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. Have, have you come mm. across Berkman? Berkman? Kind of, yeah. Mm, I don't think so. Right. And I, I ask this because I'm I'm chatting to some people from Berkman at the moment. It's often confused with DISC, but it's actually one of the founding. Uh, I'm going to title personality assessments, but it's actually more about perception. The goal of Roger Berkman was to look at people's perceptions. So they talk about needs and motivations and interests. Mm -hmm. And I have been quite categorically against the whole idea of personality assessments for a long time yeah. because of that potential labeling at the same yeah. time as, as doing them and, and understanding the self, because for me, self-awareness is of course first and on Absolutely. my model too. Yeah. But with what you're talking about sounds a bit like the Berkman approach it's based on social psychology yeah as i say it's about the need the internal needs of others and then the usual external behaviors that we see yeah. and you mentioned common language inside the, the organization using the energy focus yeah. as opposed to the people focus well you're not the right person to have in the room oh, hang on let's not label you maybe yeah. we just talk about the energy yeah have you ever had challenges Oh, actually, maybe not have you ever. That's too yes, no. Let's dig for the challenges. What <laughs> challenges have you had with asking people to dial up a particular energy that they simply don't resonate with? So 
I guess I guess the 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 benefit the benefit of having some awareness is you understand what you're asking people to do. So if you if you ask somebody to dial up uh, a more analytical energy when it really isn't their strong suit then you know what you're asking them to do is to uh you know be like be like the swan that is uh you know paddling upstream you know you're kind of you're asking them especially if they're a leader you know that they they will they will want to perform well uh you, you know you, you know you're stretching them and take them out of their comfort zone so it's about how you can uh, like i say assemble the right group of people to be able to get the right outcome so so maybe it helps you to to pair that person with uh, somebody else either on a project or as a peer to peer coach or uh, something like that to to create that sort of support network uh, to enable you know to help them to to do that um we we address these things when we decide whether or not we're going to employ people because if you see somebody who who has a um a, a, like a less conscious preference for certain energy flows um and then when when they are in a more conscious so less conscious as in on their own or chilling with friends or whatever you know that, that they're natural reactions to things and natural preferences for things and then when they're more conscious maybe they're at work maybe they're in an area where they feel they need to uh, perform or or whatever it might be and that that the, the amount of energy people need to uh, to tap into gives you a bit of a clue as to how much effort it's going to take for them to be able to uh, to move you know the, the energy levels up in different different areas and so um we ask questions about about situations like that uh, before we employ people now i'm somebody who naturally is uh, i score very high on on yellow energy and i score very low on blue energy but like literally almost 100% on yellow energy well so my my preference will be yellow stuff 100% of the time you know it will always be about the sociable side of things it'll always be about the uh, doing things together um making it fun being easily distracted all of those kind of tenets of a kind of a of a of a emotional feeler uh, type person um and uh, my bl- blue energy is literally on 5%. So uh, I've got quite a lot to dial up. But then consistent awareness of it and practice of it and doing the kind of role that I do and the, th- the things that I like to do, I have to be able to dial up the detail and interest in the detail and the energy for the detail. And I do that partly through my own efforts and my own uh, uh uh, uh, um, I suppose desire to ask questions. I tap into the curiosity bit of me, and, and to, to ask more detailed questions to be able to 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 get that level up. And then I I look for people with with the opposite energy to me because it is basically and uh, you know, make sure that in my team there are people who um, who have that blue energy so that so that we can work together on it. And then, and then it is. It's about calling it, calling it out. So if you've got somebody who, who is, um, I suppose, let's turn it the way around. So if if the, if you've got somebody there who is uh, who is very into the detail and uh, and blue and analytical, and that perhaps means that they find it more challenging to be able to present something in a way that inspires, in a way that motivates, in a way that engages others. They may be really enthusiastic about it, right? But they've forgot to inform their face about that. So, <laughs> so, so, um, so then, then, then you can help them with that. You know, you can, you can kind of maybe do a double act if you're presenting something. So here's this bit and here's that bit. You can, you can uh, ask them to. I mean, when I, whenever I uh, think about uh, a talk or a message or a, a piece of communication that I need to do, it's, it's what do I want people to think? How do I want people to feel? Uh, what do I want them to know? And then what do I want them to do? So if I think about those four things, then 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 that means that, okay, it's about it's about them. The whole thing's about them. And if you come at it from a kind of a very um a blue, and it's my intention, right? Mm-hmm. For, 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 but it becomes more about them. So if you then 
um or have have a have a somebody who is uh perhaps less confident with presenting or 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 articulating a message that's really important then uh then, then that kind of helps people who work with most energies to you know who are com- who are confident to talk about it uh, to be able to articulate it in a way which can resonate with other people they don't have to be you know the 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 front person in the band or whatever you can still be the bass player in the band uh, but um but but you can you can say a few words in a way that that that, that resonates with people if you think about it from the point of view of the response that you that you want uh, one of my favorite players is the bass player necessary in the bands definitely it's the one thing i always pick out (laughs) oh really well that's great well it's an essential part of the back line so uh so yeah and i and i actually i love i I do love bass uh i'm I'm a i'm a drummer uh but um, Ah. i love i love bass uh because uh yeah the way that the 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 the, it's a it's a rhythmic as well as a kind of a a a, a music an instrument with harmony as well and uh and yes and if you look at loads of different musical genres you look at reggae you look at funk uh you look at look at house music uh drum and bass drum, drum and bass, bass is my exactly. focus music actually oh, i just okay, had cool. jungle drum and bass on while i was doing my tasks this morning <laughs> so, awesome awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. tell you that and then sub bass oh don't get me started so uh <laughs> right so, <yeah>. tangent <laughs> let's turn back <laughs> we, we might do another episode on the communication of music fantastic yeah, I mean, drums yeah. and bass that that was a great example and lots of teachings there for anyone listening who might be operating in the same capacity as you in terms of the hiring side but also those who are seeking those positions and ways to consider their own energies before they apply for particular companies maybe particular roles that they're looking at what does make them tick i've been doing this recently with the client and it took him a bit of work to really press into himself and he came back this week and said you know what actually I don't think it's this part that motivates me. It's it's this instead. And mm. the delight that a person can have when they recognize that in themselves. Yeah, yeah. So it's really yeah. ph- phenomenal. Okay. Let me challenge you slightly on what you were saying about the presentations. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thinking about the direction of the question. Hmm. What do I want them to do? So what do I, subject, want them to do? Mm-hmm. Feel, say, act upon, etc. I would say, from my perspective, that that's based on your wants and needs as opposed to theirs. How would you flip that to them? Well, it, yes, it does. Uh, it does sound a bit like that i do agree i guess uh if you if you want somebody to do something then i suppose it starts with uh, what your what your intention is whether your intentions are um uh i suppose uh, appropriate or not and uh, so there's a kind of a a a um an assumption there that the intention is is honorable uh i guess when when i go through a process like this i don't want to be selling a message to somebody who is going to fundamentally disagree with it or uh coerce or convince somebody into a way of thinking because you're not going to get integrity from that situation so fundamentally that that's that's a belief of mine you know um i and in 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 the way in the way that i would um uh, have got to that point of saying okay i've now got a message that needs to be delivered it would be a case probably of of asking of asking the question uh, in advance crowdsourcing different views and opinions and um and then arri- arriving at a position uh, once everyone has been heard. So people, I think it's important that people feel like they have been heard and that's because they have been heard. Mm-hmm. So it's important. I'll give you an, an, another live example. So we're, we're currently uh, 
um, not not really recruiting much at the moment. Um, markets markets challenging. We're we're looking at how we can be resourceful rather than add additional resources. So we're everything we're doing. We're sort of challenging. Okay, so do we need to recruit into that role, or can we do a secondment from somebody else within the business? Would that be good for their personal development? Um, we've been much more uh, focused on on that kind of thing, and. We got a situation where we 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 want to recruit into a specific role. Having said to a management team, that's not really what we're going to be doing right now. So instead of just deciding, yeah, we're going to do it, and telling people that's what we're going to do, what we're going to do is we are well. What we have done is we've consulted effectively with everybody in the management team asked one for their view on on the the decision whether they think it's a good idea or not and two to express any views or opinions that they might have about about that and make sure that everyone feels as though that they've that they've been heard now it it might not change the decision in fact it it won't change the decision because effectively sometimes you're unable to get to consensus you know someone's got to make a decision so um in that scenario, it's absolutely critical if you're if you're looking to build a culture of openness and trust, and where people feel empowered to be able to make a difference, that that people feel that they have been heard because they uh, because they have been heard, and their views have been respected, and they've been discussed and aired. Uh, but the decision been, decision's been taken to do something that they might not, might not agree with, but they've been involved in it. Mm. And that, you that, understand that they they don't necessarily want it to happen that way, but because of the conversation happening, they mm-hmm. understand that sometimes it's necessary for things to happen that way for the yeah. sake of the business and I suppose their jobs at the end of the day. I mean, ultimately, I mean, yeah, it has a has a positive impact on the business, which has a positive impact on 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 jobs. I, th- I think that in in a way, what it, what it what it feels a bit like at times is more effort than is perhaps needed. You know, but doing this extra bit of communication, making sure that you're um, cons- consulting, if you like, with people rather than just telling them what's happening because in this scenario my my guess is that everyone thought it was the right thing to do nobody had a problem with it and nobody was thinking well you know we're, we're recruiting there but we're not recruiting here that's not fair i don't i don't think anybody w- was in that space whatsoever but it's about consistency and it's about role modeling this you know so if you're in a situation where you've um you've set out this is the way we're going to do things and then you, you're going to take a different path you still want people to follow you down down that that different path and you want people to do it uh you know willingly and to be on to be on the team and so when when they make a decision or when they make a statement that 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 we're they're going to do things in a certain way um they if 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 they just decide to change their mind don't explain the the reason why uh, don't consult with their teams then as leaders in the business they're not going to role model exactly the same way of way of working so again yeah. culturally it's this kind of uh, ripple effect of of doing things in the in the right way and uh i think the other thing about it is if you if you uh, leave unnecessary gaps in communication. People will plug them with their own imagination. Oh wow, what a line! Yeah, and and so and so and, and unfortunately, it's their imagination. Well, not unfortunately, fortunately, but f- from their point of view. But it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> Either yeah. way, it is. Yeah. Whether it's fortunate it, it, or unfortunate. It's fortunate. Well, sometimes <laughs> it can be fortunate because because it's because it's, it's aligned, and they're not making something up, which is yeah. actually going to cause them pain. Or because mm. because that's the outcome is is people make something up. Generally, our nas- our natural uh, uh, response is to is is for you know for fear. Was it fight? flight or freeze thing to kick in or whatever uh, so we think the worst naturally as human beings you know that's kind of in our in our conditioning so um 
that's why I say unfortunately. Uh, so if you if you um, leave too much of a gap, then then people make this stuff up. Then you, you're kind of you're kind of on the back foot and completely unnecessarily. And people feel vulnerable in a way which um, is not helpful for them at all. Or or they feel you know frustrated or angry or there's a lack of justice or ignored or whatever. When in actual fact, that's just not the case. And so and so actually. Uh, is it possible to over-communicate? I, I, I don't think it is. I think it's about making sure that when you communicate these things, you do it in a way in which it's, it, 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 which recognises and uh, values the way the person, other person likes to receive information. Mm. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So that, so yeah. So, so role modelling is, is, is key because if you, if you, may feel like you're going over the top in a situation uh you'll get feedback to let you know didn't really need to do that that's great i would rather over communicate than under because the only guarantee with communication that i found is that is that you know at some point along the line you're going to mess it up and not intentionally accidentally because you're going to use a word that that triggers uh, some something in somebody uh, which you've got no awareness of, no control of, uh, or anything like that. So, so yeah, it's uh, it's definitely worth over overemphasizing that and being yeah. consistent with it than 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 the other way around. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, so if I go back to the question that I asked about the what do I want them to do and feel and what I understand from what you said is that instead of it actually being what do I want them to do and feel, it's what do they want me to do and what do we need to understand about the reasons why we're doing it a different way? Yeah. Do I understand? Yes, do you I do. interpret that correctly? Yes, yes. nicely summarised. I think it's about, um, I suppose... You're, you're, this is this is a kind of a live situation you're you're in a you're in a flow of communication so there's all there's already uh, some some knowledge in there um and, and and you're sort of building building on that uh, so so it's important when you're when you're delivering a message that you're really really clear on the outcomes that you want and yes the outcomes that you want are are for them as well as for you uh, so so, like I say, asking those questions for me uh, puts puts me in the other person's shoes because if I'm looking at what I'm going to say and the way I'm going to say it and the kind of environment that that's going to be delivered in, and I look at the answers to those questions and think, okay, so are we going to get this outcome? Okay, so why is that? And if that's because they're going to fundamentally disagree with it because it's immoral and and, and unethical and in complete contravention of our values, then clearly I've got a bit of a, I've got a bit of a problem. Uh, but um, but if it's it's never that. It's more about okay, so um, what's in it for them, and um, and how how can how can the the message best be articulated so that it so that it lands. Well. It sounds really like conscious leadership, you know. I watched a, a TED talk this week on, well, it was titled a bit like the book "Psychopaths in the C-Suite," which really wasn't about psychopaths in the C-Suite, but it was about research that was done on leaders who lead from four different elements: two from the heart and two from the head: integrity, responsibility, compassion, and forgiveness. Okay. And it really sounds like you're in that. You're in that upper graph echelon which has return on assets that are three times higher than those in the lower echelon so before we go to the business impact and maybe if you have it some advice on companies that are considering putting their people first a little bit more than their profits uh, you said something that I really thought was very impactful that people feel they have been heard because they have been heard so not just feeling they've been heard, but actually having been heard. Why do you think that's so important? So people, people generally speaking, get a feeling about how authentic and how, well, how much you care about them. You know, if you're in a situation where you meet somebody and 
you're having a conversation and you feel like you've you've got their full attention and even if they need to move on to talk to somebody else uh, you know that they do it in a way that kind of makes sure that, that that you're you're okay. You know you're not left on your own. You're you understand why it is they're going somewhere else, um, and uh, and what it is they need to do. And it and it's all all cool. You know people people know uh, if you care or not intuitively a lot of the time. So yeah, it's 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 very important that it is all is authentic uh, because otherwise you you're just you're just a you're just a fraud and people know you're a fraud and they might not tell you right so it's okay for you to kind of you know bimble along in your kind of you know constructive reality that that everyone thinks that you're like, oh I got away with that one you know uh, they don't think ill of me um, it's not about whether they think ill or not they know they know people know if you care because. So much of uh, the way we communicate with other people is not about the words that are said. It's about the way that it's said, and it's about the kind of the way that you are, your demeanor, um, your body language, all of those little micro. They, I can't remember who it was, but whoever um, that probably wasn't just one person. But there's even little twitches that that people detect, and that they're almost well, that they're almost undetectable, but. Because because they're streaming in, how many million bits of information are we computing at any one time? We you compute it, you catch it, but you don't quite understand it. But you just get a feeling, you know, it tr- it triggers a, a, a response. So yeah, so people um, being heard is one thing. People feeling that they've been heard is another. And and you know, okay, so how how can you do that? Well, you know, don't speak to think, don't listen to speak. Uh, instead just listen to listen and you can you can do things if you're the kind of person that has a very very noisy inner dialogue uh, which means that you find it hard to really listen to what people are saying so there's a risk that you might not hear it and you can do stuff with with pausing you can you can do stuff with just being honest and and asking somebody to re- repeat what they said and you can you can do stuff with with playing back. So just so that I to just to just to make sure I understand what you're saying, like you just did with me, uh, <laughs> um, you, and you can play back. And then uh, and things like that help you to kind of tame yourself uh, as well as uh, in, you know be, be authentic. Uh, you, you, you're 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 also making yourself vulnerable sometimes when you're doing that kind of thing, which people um, you know actually really respect. Uh, and, and if you've got a, um, again, CEOs can sometimes find this quite quite challenging to do because, you know, they're supposed to be the leader, they're supposed to be on top of things and all that. But um, but I find that uh, that that working with uh, with senior people who um, in businesses in in, well, business, in any organisation who are honest about themselves and their own strengths and weaknesses means that you can you can help them to do a better job and so this is in business businesses that, that, that I have worked in in my career part of the reason why I am a CEO is because I, I used to watch CEOs talking from a stage or giving a like a, a briefing or whatever talking about the business and, I, and thinking do you know what I'd love to work for the company that they're talking about but it doesn't feel like that to me you know and so that was one of my motivators was about Sort of creating that kind of an environment, which which in which other people can be successful, and which uh, is you know f- feels like what it's supposed to feel like. You know, it does what it says it does. So um, so yeah. So if you can if you can be honest, then people will respond to you, and and they, people will actually say to you, "Do you know what? I'm not sure you, I'm not sure that you heard me right there." Let me talk. Let me let me say that again. And given that I am a yellow with my energy, and I'm quite easily distracted. Oh look, there's a butterfly. Um, if people know that about me, then 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 they can help me actually to hear them. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's a, it is a cultural thing, I think. I like what you said there. People can help me to hear them. I talk to you for a long time now and we don't have too long left. So let me, okay, I'm going to take a little opportunity just to say to listeners, 
I, I'm guessing you're taking a lot of wealth from what David is saying today. And I really am grateful to you for being here and sharing all of your wisdom and knowledge, David. It's fabulous. If you want to learn how to apply some of the techniques that David has talked about, like pausing and clarification, etc., you can go back to the earlier episodes of my podcast. And I have talked through them with, with demonstrations. Two weeks ago, actually, I interviewed a facial analysis expert. So you're talking about those micro behaviors, the little twitches that we have, who does that for a living. He teaches people and and boards how to read those behaviors in particular negotiational moments. And also, you can go to my website, phenomenalpresenters.com, to join my online program and have on tap access to that kind of training and more with me. Thank you for speaking in such a way that gave me the opportunity to talk about that, David. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So we've got a few minutes left. You talked there about how to create that environment. So you, you would watch CEOs and you think when you watch them, I'd love to work somewhere like that, but it doesn't feel like that's what it is. So if you were advising some modern day CEOs who are living in maybe not so modern times and running their organizations with the fairly traditional profit first, profit over people, which of course we know is important for profit, but the people are the ones who help make the profit. What would you advise them to do a couple of steps to start creating a culture like this? So, well, I guess, I guess uh, what's important is to uh, think about, I guess, if you think about problems in businesses, I've I've not seen a single problem that hasn't been a leadership problem. You can boil it down or chunk it up, depending on which way you like to go, to to that, in my view. And so, therefore, um, you know, if you're trying to fulfill a mission, achieve a goal, uh, make something happen, you're not going to be able to do it on your own. So whether whether you're um, uh, pat- particularly would describe yourself as a people person or not, then then you're you're looking to uh, to you need to work you need to work with other people, and so I I believe that creating leaders that creates leaders uh, helps helps you to um uh, increase your reach increase your wealth increase your uh, your impact and uh yeah products really really important but the, the the three p's people process and product you know people's in there so um so i would urge you to um to to think about how you look after people uh, people who are in, happy and engaged uh, give give better service. People who are happy and engaged, uh, uh, you know, create better products and, and and services, and and that they they're, they're more forthcoming with their ideas. So, how do you, how do you go about doing that? Well, I think uh, I I look at uh, leadership from the point of view of um, uh, being calm as a leader. Uh, so uh, and calm. Is a, is a little model that 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 I find really helpful. Uh, so communication, accountability, uh, leadership, and management. And so, if you can think about your communication and some of the things we've spoken about today, so I won't go through that again. But think about your communication. Um, and again, the benefit of that is that the, the message lands and it feels like it's two way, and and people want to get involved. Accountability. If you're if I suppose if if more than one person is accountable, then no one's accountable. So if you if you can create accountability in your organisation, uh, which empowers people to 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 pick up the responsibility, take it on, make things happen, then uh, actually uh, the benefit for you is 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 they then create more. They then are more motivated because um, people are motivated by. Uh, well, the chunks up to three things: so re- relationships, achievement, and growth. Right. So, what do you need in your business? You need relationships. You need the business to achieve, and you need growth. Right. If you, if so, and because that's what then results in profit for you. 
So actually, by by creating accountability in the organisation that's really, really clear, uh, it's got a benefit for those people, and it's got a benefit for you as a business owner, CEO, founder, whatever. You can you can make that happen. Um, and then leadership is is a is a massive massive subject. But mm-hmm. if you can create if you can create leaders all over the business, then uh, actually what that means there's a benefit for you uh, which because that means that you can you can step away and you can actually do your job properly which is about looking further forward which is about um the kind of okay so what next which is about um uh, being out there with stakeholders in the industry and, and influencing to uh to create to create more opportunities for you and your organization and then the management side of things, uh, that's about making sure making sure the job gets done, uh, and and it, and it's done in a uh, in a meaningful way. So uh, there's a, there's a lot in there, but I think if you can if you can be a calm leader, then what that actually is all about is is all about people until you get to the last bit, which is management, which is really about the task. Right. So. There's that 75 25 uh split in focus which um which you know i think i think i think that's the right that's the right split i think that then leads to uh you know creating people who create more profit for you because they 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 want to you know it's part of uh their uh, their reason for being and uh you know and, and again on that that all presupposes that you have created an organization with a purpose uh, and that purpose is really really clear that presupposes that uh, you're able to um, clearly articulate what your team members roles in fulfilling that purpose are and again that's where the accountability bit comes in people need to and want to know and understand how it is they can improve what it is they can do to move forwards uh, so that comes into the, the the leadership part and uh and yeah and i think if you can provide people with those ingredients they're going to generate more uh, productivity more activity um that's more focused on what it is you're you're trying to to, to achieve um and um and if you can make it fun along the way <laughs> then uh, then all the better and David would be very happy. We need the dopamine kick. We do need the dopamine kick. Uh, I have two more questions. I've loads more questions, to be honest. I could I probably could spend another hour asking you questions, but maybe you'll come back on in the future. Yeah. One, you, you said there clear articulation or clearly articulated when covering also the business impact and, and that return on, on putting people first. If you were to think about linguistic diversity and the different language backgrounds that you would have in your organization or an organization may have, what does clearly articulating messages mean? It comes back to what I uh, what I said at the start, really, or very near the start of this conversation, which is treat people as they want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, so, so when I, when I'm when I'm speaking, I don't I don't particularly like using slides mainly because i don't particularly like creating slides uh, but um but you need to sometimes because some people uh, are, are very visual and and the 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 all the, all the auditory stuff that you do uh that they won't they won't pick up when you've got different people with uh with with, uh, with you know different um who are used to, to different accents and and have got have got different uh preferences you have you you need to uh, be be aware of that and to be inclusive in the kind of language that you use i mean we just had a uh, a session on inclusive language and we've we've made some uh, some commitments uh, to to change some of the language that we use um so um so yeah so so for example we had uh, we had like a a, a a disabled um uh toilet um it's a customer toilet we, we've decided to, to make it an accessible toilet because it's, it's, a, it's a more um a relevant uh, uh way of describing a toilet I'm, i didn't think i'd be talking about toilets in this interview but um, great example but, though 
it's important to people yeah. though, right? Everyone needs the toilet from time to time. I have a person in my head right now who that matters a hell of a lot to. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Not the toilet part, the accessibility. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah, well, and, some, for sure. And, and sometimes it's both. Uh, but um, but yeah, so, so, so but, but again, you know, you, you, you're not going to know what somebody else needs from you unless you ask them, you know, and, and you're not going to know unless when you ask them, you've already done the work to create an environment where they feel comfortable telling you, right? So, so, so again, it's a, it's an ongoing thing, this, and I get it wrong. You know, we all get it wrong. I make comments. Uh, I've got two teenage daughters, 17, 19, and I keep being told, actually it happens less now because I've kind of learned in the end, uh, but you can't say that dad, right? Because it's not, it's not acceptable these days. Some of the things that I say, none of it's, none of it's that bad, to be honest. Uh, but I grew up in a very different context. I grew up in an inner city school in Bristol. I was in the ethnic in Bristol in the UK. I was in. Oh, I was in I'm the, flying to Bristol on Monday for the first time. Sorry, oh, cool. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful place. Um, I was, I was, I was an uh, ethnic minority, uh, being white in that school, uh, and um, and the, and so there's, there's there's lots there's it's really multicultural Bristol, right? So I'm. In a way, I'm very privileged from the uh, a from being a white male, right? And, and okay, I've I've recognised I'm privileged, but also from growing up in a kind of a very culturally diverse uh, 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 place background. So, wow. so, so, but I but I, but I need to recognise that I'm 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 fortunate in that way, and there are other people who are fortunate in other ways, because because they've had different experiences, and so. Like I said before, it's worth investing the time sometimes in over-communication uh, because, um, you know, you get that real richness of, of understanding. And, and it, is, it's an, it is an investment. It is an investment of time. It's not a waste of time. Uh, and uh, and yeah, so so yeah, so we're going to make some changes in the business to make sure that the language we use is more inclusive on things like forms, on things like signs, uh, in, in things like meetings. We're going to uh, weave some of that in as examples in uh, in, in behaviours. We've got values and behaviours, so we're going to weave some of that in as examples. And um, and yeah, and then you know, we'll, we'll tomorrow we'll wake up and we'll learn something new, right? So we'll need to we'll need to evolve it and do something differently again. Uh, but that's kind of what makes life interesting. Oh, wow, I love it. You've just there's so much wisdom that you've shared. If I were listening to you on a stage in my younger years, I would be thinking the same thing as you thought of those CEOs. I would love to work in a company like yours. Hmm. It sounds so people-centric. It, it, you encompass everything that I embody in my work, but also believe in uh, as a coach, as a professional, in, in people and stepping back and closing off as best I possibly can my own perceptions and hmm. listening to those of others, putting them first. So I know well, already, uh, yeah. I was going to say, and, and and we're more profitable as a result. Right. So, and that that's the return on assets, the return on investment. It, it is hard to measure with communication. And it's a reason why companies often don't want to invest in it, because how do I put, how do I measure that on my bottom line? Hmm. So uh, oh, it's three o'clock. We have to finish. I don't want to take up more of your time, but I do want to ask you my usual question for the end of the podcast. But. Can you tell me maybe in two lines before I ask you the last question, how do you know you're more profitable because of your communication approach? And what do you use to measure that? So we're, we're more profitable because of, because of two things, because of our focus on service and our focus on, on culture. Uh, and the reason I know that is because uh, we, we ask our customers uh, questions, which, which tells us that they, they highly value it. And um, we get customers uh, who who might move away from us because we might be a bit more expensive uh, because of the service that we provide, because of of what we stand for and what we stand against, what they get from us, and what they get from us is our people. So, um, so yeah. So the uh, Institute of Customer Service uh, uh, did some research uh, which showed that if you score a company nine out of ten. Uh, you're going. You're 46 percent more likely to trust them than if you score them eight out of ten. That's a big difference. Huh? Tr- trust. Trust turns into profitability. Uh, high levels of customer service and engaged people mean you do things more in, in a more efficient way. You try and make things as easy as possible for your people and for your customers. You definitely get things wrong. You definitely mess things up. 
you definitely upset people you definitely cause cr- complaints you, you definitely make all those mistakes right but you're but you're working towards that 9 out of 10 and 46% more trust is you know it is worth more than how good it feels it's also worth money in the bank lovely thank you very much for sharing that and absolutely absolutely uh what's the word i'm looking for after that action worthy statistic i think with mm. that 46% difference so the last question for now i've already made some notes on how i'll open our next episode <laughs> if you'll come back uh. <laughs> in a much Less shocking way, I promise. I okay, really good. do thank you yeah, for thank you. <laughs> for going gent- along with be that. Be gentle, yes. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I do. I appreciate. I appreciate your openness, and I do think it led to some really rich lessons coming from you, and incredible wisdom from you as a leader who focuses on other people. I really do. The last question is, as you know, the podcast is called Connected Communication. What does connected communication mean to you? So, um, uh, with, with with communication, uh, the, the 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 meaning of communication is the response that you get. So, if you communicate anything, take responsibility for it. It you you might not think that it's your fault they've taken it the wrong way whatever it might be take responsibility for the outcomes of your interactions with other people and that will then create a level of awareness that enables you to uh you know think about what you're uh what you're going after not from your perspective but from the perspective of other people so um so yeah so the meaning of communication is the response that you get so if you want a better response focus on how you communicate and connected communication if we add connected into that yeah well i mean that that for me really is 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 the is the connected uh, part of it so the response is is the connect is the connection you know the evidence of the connection is the response you get so if you communicate with somebody and you get you get anger or you get uh, vitriol or you get um a response that you don't want then you're not connecting uh, in 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 a way that 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 you that you that you want to or that you need to. So, um, so take responsibility for that. Oh well, listeners, today we have heard from David Roberts of the People with Purpose podcast, which I had the wonderful experience of being on and being interviewed by you. And mm. I, I must say, it was a memorable experience. I have I really enjoyed it sharing his wisdom, experience and knowledge on putting customers first, the value of customer service, the joy of being a yellow person and looking for the sunshine and the delight in everything you do, recognizing and taking responsibility for ourselves and for our actions and behaviors and how they impact others so that we can all move together in the world in a more connected way. David, is there anything you'd like to add before we finish? I just want to say thank you thank you for having me and uh and and it's been a real real pleasure to come on and you've said some really kind things about me um but you know I, I I'm nothing special uh, everything that I do I've learned and there are systems out there there are things that if if you care enough about other people uh that that you can learn you can apply um and you know you can do um whatever you want really I I, I personally believe that uh, and uh, but you won't do anything on your own, right? So it's an investment, not 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 a not a waste of time. This it's really really important stuff. So, but thank you very much. I really really appreciate uh, your your invitation to come on. I appreciate you being on. I disagree with what you said. I think you are a unique human being, as we all are unique and quite a special person. It, it, there's a, a lot of learning out there. A lot of people do the training. A lot of people pay attention to the lessons, but they don't put them into action. And that's what makes you different. So thank you. I really, really mean it. I, I won't fluff you up any longer. And <laughs> it is all authentic and meant. I don't throw compliments where they're not desired or deserved. Really. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. If you want to find David, his links to the podcast will be in the show notes. And you can reach out. Oh, can I reach out on LinkedIn? Is that okay? Or what's Yeah, LinkedIn's good. Yeah, yeah. LinkedIn's good. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Super. All right. Well, until next time, when I promise I will be gentler. <laughs>
I'll look forward to it. Yeah, (laughs) thank you so much. Listeners, if you have taken away anything today from the episode, please do write a review, give us a a star rating. Five would be preferable because that means we you trust us 46% more. (laughs) Let's steal a bit of that research. Share it with those whom you think could benefit from it. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast. Come back next time. And until then, Banakti, August Buikas. Thanks for listening. Thank you, David.